You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hi, everyone. This is House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host for the hour. And I got to say, one of the great parts of having this job of sitting in this chair in front of the microphone is that I get to interview people whom I genuinely admire. And uh, today's show, I get to do that in spades. I have for quite a number of years been enjoying, really relishing the writing of a guy named James Swain, who has a series of books with the uh, cheating detective a guy named Tony Valentine, and he's now, the author has now branched out with a new series, uh, the first of which is called Takedown, where the character is, in fact, a cheater himself, a guy that heads up a cheating syndicate of sorts. And uh, Takedown is a great read. We're going to talk to Jim Swain about this book, but maybe even more important, we're going to talk to him about the cheating world, the real one. I think you'll find the interview very interesting, and then we'll have a mailbag segment as well. So stick tuned. We'll be back quickly. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. But hey, can you believe it? Baseball season is here, and FanDuel is changing the way people play fantasy baseball. It's more fun than ever. The time to join is now, so sign up today and play one-day fantasy baseball at FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com is the leader in one-day fantasy baseball for real money with immediate cash payouts. And entry fees just start at $1. So stop waiting six months to win a league. You play today, and you win tonight. Simple as that. Pick a brand new team any day you want. No season-long commitment and no upfront fees. Make every game exciting with FanDuel. We all know football was great with FanDuel, and baseball is going to be even better. Joe Watson from New York played fantasy sports on FanDuel for less than two weeks and won over 30000 bucks. Join him and over 1 million other users who have already won money. FanDuel is paying out more than $2.5 million every single day this MLB season. But you have to play to win, so sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. Hey, there's a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC, so don't forget to use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com and sign up today using my code HOC. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortley and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams. A poker face carved in marble. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. 
And uh, I just a little background before I introduce our next guest. I love to read and I love poker. And over the last 20 years, I have sought out fiction writers who have their stories set in the world of poker or gambling. So about 10, 12 years ago, I came across a writer who I just fell in love with. And I read a number of books by him. Uh, I started with what at that time was a new book. I think it was called Loaded Dice, or maybe it was Sucker Bet. And then I read Mr. Lucky, and then a two-parter came out, Dead Man's Poker and Dead Man's Bluff. The character in it was a somebody from the gambling industry who could detect cheaters and knew how to ferret them out in blackjack. And I read a story about a poker. I said, this guy is great. The character's name was Tony Valentine. The author's name was James Swain. And uh, I kind of lost track of him. I fell in love with Lee Child and Michael Connolly. And then the producers of this show said, hey, we got this guy. He's written a book. It's about gambling. Uh, Maybe we want to interview him. His name is James Swain. I said, oh, fantastic. And that's who we're going to talk to. So, Jim Swain, are you there? I am here. How are you? I'm great. And I should say to our listeners, you know, my two favorite writers are Lee Child and Michael Connolly, and they have both written very nice stuff on the front cover and the back cover of Jim Swain's latest book, Takedown. So, Jim, can you just tell our listeners a little about yourself? Because you're kind of an unusual blend of a regular day job, uh, a hobby, a magician, a stuff. So tell our listeners about you. Well, sure. I'm. Um, my background is uh, I've been a writer most of my life uh, um, since I was in high school. And I've been a magician most of my life. And um, I got interested in it. I'm from the New York area which is a a great place to learn magic because there's so many great magicians in New York City at the time. This was back in the 1960s and 70s. And one of the interesting things about the magic world was um, we would get together. I'd go into New York City on weekends and go to Cannon's Magic Shop. And when it closed at 3 o'clock, the magicians would all go out to to a restaurant. And every once in a while, some character would come in who we didn't know, and he was always nicely dressed. He always had a lot of cash. And he would inevitably do something with a deck of cards that just looked unbelievable, um, switching cards or dealing from the bottom. And these guys were hustlers. And they, would, they, they liked the magicians. They enjoyed the magicians. They enjoyed their company. They sometimes learned things. And... So I, I grew up not only with magicians, but also with people who were also hustled in private games, cheated in private games. And in the late 1980s, I was out in Las Vegas at the um, the Golden Nugget. There was the resident magician there was named Michael Skinner, well, probably the greatest magician of the last century for first sleight of hand. And while I was waiting for Michael to get off work, um, I was playing blackjack, and I I caught a glimpse of the guy next to me, he, he had a card pop, and he was switching cards <laughs> during play. This is back in the days when they still dealt. You could pick up your hands. Handheld um, blackjack, yes. Handheld blackjack, yeah. And this guy was, he was, it's called mucking. And, you know, I, I didn't say anything. I, I mean, I, but I, my head was about to explode. I couldn't believe this. I mean, you know, he's switching during play. And I remember that the pit boss came over after um, he, he somehow got rid of the car, the car disappeared, um, and, and talked to him and, and said hello to him. So obviously he was a known entity to the casino, but they, they didn't know that he was ripping them off. And I, I had dinner with Michael Skinner afterwards, and I, I mentioned this. I told him what I'd seen. And Mike said, well, you know, that's nothing. Um, we had some, a crew of cheaters come into the cas- this casino a couple of weeks ago, and they switched a shoe, a, a dealing shoe, a blackjack with six decks in it. <laughs> I read about that in this novel. You have a scene where they describe that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, this is the reason why blackjack shoes are now chained to the tables because of this, this incident and other incidents which have happened in, in Las Vegas and other casinos, too. But it's happened a number of times in Vegas. And that fascinated me. I... I, I that, that just didn't sound real. And I, I got very interested in this subject matter. I started collecting scams, meeting hustlers. And long story short, in 2000, 
2008, um, I was hired by Men's Journal. I wrote a series of books about, uh, as you mentioned, Tony Valentine, who catches cheaters. I did nine of those, and a lot of fun. And then I went on to some other things, other books that I wrote. Um, but I was uh, hired by Men's Journal in 2008 to go out to Las Vegas and write about poker cheating. Because, as you're probably aware, there is a fair amount of... of um, uh, hanky-panky that goes on in games. No, I'm not um, aware of it. Honestly, tell us about really? okay. poker cheating, because for all intents and purposes, I thought the games were clean. Well, you know, if you read um, Jim Manley's, uh, 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 excuse me, Jim, Jim McManus, McManus who's been on the show a couple uh, times. Yeah, well, one of, my alt- one of my favorite writers. I think he's just a brilliant writer. But um, Cowboy's Full, he talks quite a bit about the fact that poker was originally called the cheating game. Correct. All right. You know, that it was played on the Mississippi River boat. It originated out of New Orleans. Um, and it was a game to take, you know, money from suckers. That's what it was devised to do. It wasn't originally devised to be an honest game of chance. And it was only later that regulations were put in. Um We're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. This stuff is amazing. The first day that I gave Sweet Pea and Daisy the Dynavite for cats, I did add a little bit of the Licka Chops, and they absolutely loved it. All the vitamins, the minerals, you know, they also enjoyed the Num Nums, <laughs> the Nub Nubs or whatever they're called, the treats that also came along with it. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. They're just running through the house. They're playing. My Sweet Pea will walk in front of me. She'll stop where she's at, drop and roll onto her back and then expect me to rub her belly. Just like a kitten, Daisy and Sufi have a cat tree in my living room and lately she's been climbing up to the top, jumping up there and then she'll climb back down and then she's right back up again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I wish they would make a product for us humans to give us the same amount of energy and bunk that Dynavite for cats are given for my, my cats. The phone number is 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. dot com. You're listening to the House of Cards. What happened to your money? Good question. Do you know how easy Texas Hold'em looks on TV when you can see the other guy's whole cards? Yeah. Very different in real life. Welcome back, listeners. For those who just tuned in, we're talking to author Jim Swain, who's just written a book about uh, gambling and cheating called takedown. Uh, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. So there, there are these very, very old techniques that are, and, and hundreds of ways to cheat at poker. And the most common are collusion, where players gang up on another player in a game. They'll play top hand. Whoever has the top hand signals to the other players, and they will raise the betting, or, or, if, or if a player has the nut. So he's never doing the raising. If other players in the game are doing the raising, and they're targeting one particular player, and that player gets cleaned out. And then later, the, the, the group gets together and they chop up the winners. And this, is, this kind of thing goes on, unfortunately, a lot. Um, and, you know, when we've heard of things that, you know, the professional tournaments of players, you know, bringing chips in from other, you know, that maybe you're at the World Series of Poker and there's multiple tournaments. And some players will, you know, rat hole chips. They'll take chips out of the game, they'll put them in their pocket, and then they'll come in and they'll play in another tournament, and they'll have more chips than the other player. As you know, that's going to give you an A. Uh, so this, is, um, this goes on, okay? And, and, you know, McManus talks about it in his book, and, oh, look, I have an entire library about cheating, and most of it's poker cheating. And um, just pick up uh, Expert at the Card Table, which was written, I believe, yep, in 1901 by yep. S.W. Erdnace. And it's a whole treatise on card cheating. So it, it's, it's been around for a while. So Men's Journal hires me to go out and to Vegas. I live in, in Florida. And I, while I'm in Vegas, I have an acquaintance who used to be at the casinos 
He doesn't do it anymore. But he said, you know, there's some people I think you might like to meet. And um, I met them, and they were professional scammers. They they, um, used to be called crossroaders. Yes. Um, But they cheat casinos for a living. And what I learned was that the scams that they were using, which I, I described in the book, you see them using them, switching dice within casinos and how they do it. Um, scams like this, very old scams, which rely on you working with a crew. There's a, a mechanic who does a sleight of hand. You have the shade. You have distraction. Uh, in this case, it's two women who were in the pornography industry, in the, porno- the adult film business, because they know how to get attention. You have the captain of the crew who's constantly watching to make sure you know he doesn't feel a breeze, he doesn't feel security come in. You have the takeoff men who are actually doing the betting uh, and taking off the casino. And then there's a seventh member um, who is a forger who the casino dice are taken out and he replicates the casino dice on other dice, which happen to have loads in them, mercury loads. And these guys were doing this. They were pulling these scams on casinos. And what I learned was that um, casinos especially in Las Vegas, but throughout the United States, became very aware back in, oh, God, I think it was about 2003, 2004, about a group out of San Diego called the TRAN organization who were beating casinos using casino, uh, excuse me, using computers, hidden computers. And the dealer was involved, and mostly they were beating the casinos at Baccarat and Mini Baccarat. With, and these scams with computers? were computers. How do computers play in Baccarat? I know how they might play in roulette, where you time the wheel, but how would they play in Baccarat? Uh, in Baccarat, how they would play with the um, a player, the table would be locked up. The, the, the crew would be at the table. The whole uh, group would lock up the table, so they had every seat. The dealer was also involved. As the as the, the cards came out of the shoe, a player at the table would have a hidden uh, camera on their up their sleeve, usually. Um, and that camera is recording every card that comes out of that shoe. And they're being played face-up. Um, those images are going to another person who's part of the crew, not even in the casino, sometimes not even in the state, sometimes not even in the country. And that person is at a computer, and all of that information is being entered in the computer. So let's say they're playing a Baccarat game where there's six decks, um, 200 cards. The values are being entered into a computer. The computer has a software program that spits out. If those cards were to come out in that order, the order that they're being seen, um, how what would be the, the maximum way to beat the casino in terms of beating them consistently as many hands as possible? So just let me summarize what I think I'm hearing so far. So really what this is is a very sophisticated way of doing what a card counter does at the blackjack table um, in his brain, not by at blackjack. They're not thinking of every single card because they don't need to. They just keep track of a plus minus system. But in Baccarat, it's the only way to really gain an edge other than playing ties is to keep track of every single card and to well, do that, well, here's, well, they do it on a computer. Well let, me, let me fi- well, let me finish, because what happens is the dealer, when the dealer goes to shuffle the cards, that slug of 200 cards is not shuffled. It's false shuffled. Ah. It's back in the shoe in a known order. Think about that. I see. 200 cards are about to come out of that shoe in a known order. So the, the Confederate, with the dealer's help, the person who's on the other end of the computer signal is saying into a microphone or something to the player, um, knowing the order of the cards, bet this amount on, right. on bank, right. bet this amount right. on right. player. I see. Yeah. Here's, here's how we're going to play. Here's how we're going to play. You know, and sometimes the information is transmitted to the players via um, an inner canal earpiece. Sometimes it's transmitted through what's called a thumper which should be worn on your wrist you or it. around your ankle, which thumps the information to you through uh, electric vibration. Uh, but the TRAN organization 
according to what I was told, stole 14, between 14 and $20 million that they know about doing this. So what happened was the casinos became aware of it. The trans got arrested. Some of their dealers that they worked with got arrested. And the casinos started to focus on these types of crimes. And, and there's a way to catch people that are doing this kind of crime. However, once they started to focus on that type of crime, these old-time scams, which the crew that I met were using, started to come back into vogue because no one was looking for them. They're not as No one was looking for people switching dice. No one was looking for people mucking cards. No one was looking for people. Um, in, in the book, I have a, a, a description of how you, you can beat a slot machine, how you can rig a slot machine. And that still goes on. Um, just went on in St. Louis a couple of months ago. They called a, a Russian crew doing this. You mentioned um, something about inserting a strobe light to increase the payoffs. Is that what you're yes. referring to? Yes. Yeah. And, well, this was a little more sophisticated than that. That's an old method. Still works. Um, but it tricks the um, uh, the payout mechanism within the slot machine to overpay. Now, you have to know as a cheater when to turn it off because if it overpays for a certain period, too long a period of time, that little candle on the top of the slot machine goes off. Um, so they have anti-cheating devices built into them. Um, that device, I believe, is called a monkey's paw. Um, and But these old things started to come back again, and they started to be... And the crew that I met when I was in Vegas uh, in 08, they were doing them. And they were making a lot of money doing them. And I was fascinated because they were, they were con men, they were clever, they were smart, and they were just flying under the radar. Mm. And I said, look, and I, I, I was fascinated by the dynamic of the crew because the guy who ran it, uh, the basis, the main character in the book is Billy Cunningham. Yes. And the head of the crew was also named Bill. And I said, I want to write about you. Uh, I've never written from the point of view of the criminal. Because they let me go into a casino with them and watch this. Listeners, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a Pro-Caliber poker table. Pro-Caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. 
health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find a game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of Mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, Or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of April 6, 2015. Well, poker players from Delaware and Nevada can now sit at a virtual table and play together. According to WSOP.com, a soft launch of the partnership between both states began last Wednesday. This was the result of a multi-state agreement that was signed in February of 2014. 888 Holdings will be providing the platform which will allow players from both states to play cash games and tournaments online. In a bold statement, Amaya CEO David Bazoff says that he expects poker stars to be functioning in New Jersey in the third quarter of 2015. Amaya is the parent company of poker stars, which is still illegal in the U.S. Amaya is also looking to add a daily fantasy sports element to their games, hoping to start before this coming NFL season. And finally, it was a big night for former NHL defenseman and current Arizona Coyotes radio analyst Nick Boynton. After being cut off at the bar at the Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino, he allegedly went into a drunken rage, pushing patrons, yelling at women, and fighting with police. He was charged with assault, disorderly conduct, harassment, resisting arrest, criminal mischief, and obstruction of governmental administration in connection with the incident. I think that last charge was because he bit a cop. This guy gets tougher after he leaves the NHL. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. The weather is getting nicer, so grab your tablet or your cell phone and bring nj.partypoker.com with you. Why would you want to go to Atlantic City or Pennsylvania, pay for gas, pay for parking, fight the crowds, when you can play the same games at home or wherever you are? If you're 21 and in New Jersey, go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up using the promo code HOC. Start playing and start winning some cash. It's that easy. Go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with promo code HOC. This This is is the House of Cards. This is your poker education. Let's play some cards. 
Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. I want our listeners, first of all, to remember that or to learn that we're talking to James Swain, who has a series of books with the uh, cheating detective, a guy named Tony Valentine. And he's now the author has now branched out with a new series, uh, the first of which is called Takedown, where the character is, in fact, a cheater himself. That was my next question. Did you actually I don't mean did you participate by being one of the scammers, but did you actually see this in operation? Yeah, I went into a casino. They said they were going to beat the casino. I went to a bar and I watched them. And I can't tell you that I saw it go down, but I know when they left, they had more money than when they came in with. So Um, you've never actually stood at a craps table or at a roulette wheel or at a blackjack table and seen the scammers in action? I did that time that I was at the Golden Nugget. Yeah, I saw saw a a very good card switcher work. (laughs) Um, Wow. And that was pretty fascinating. And I'm going to guess that what I saw these people do um, truly went down. Um, They later showed it to me. I went to their house, a house that they used in Las Vegas, outside Las Vegas. And they demonstrated it for me um, in the recreation room where they had a whole craps pit, a craps table. They had cameras. They recorded themselves. And and they showed me the play. And and I was... you could have knocked me over with a feather. Um, <laughs> I've been watching Great Sleight of Hand my whole life, and I'd never seen anything so well orchestrated as this was orchestrated. Wow. Uh, listeners, um, we're talking to Jim Swain, who is an expert on cheating and has just written a great novel called Takedown. Um, a couple of questions about that. I, you know, I have a daughter who's worked in retail, and in retail, uh, the industry average of employee theft is probably between 2 and 3%. I don't mean just employee theft, but they pretty much estimate that 2 to 3% of everything is theft. Do you know if the casino industry has an idea of how much is being stolen from them in percentage of revenue? Any idea? Is it a minuscule yes, amount or um, is it significant? No, in, in 2000 and. Five, I attended a gaming conference put on in Las Vegas um, by Willie Allison, um, who uh, ran security at, at several of the big casinos. Very nice guy. Um, I think they gave my book away as part of a, you know, as a, a promotional thing. One of, one of my books, one of the Valentine books. But they had surveillance directors from all over the world come. I think there were like 250, 300 surveillance directors. And... The opening address was from uh, a gentleman who worked with the Nevada Gaming Board. And I remember the door was closed, and he said, okay, we're losing five, I think he said, four and a half to five percent a year of our take, scams, and inside stealing. Oh, my God. That's... And, you know, that, that's the time it was an $8 billion industry. Right, five percent. So we're talking about $400. $400 million. That's huge. Yeah, it's a gigantic a gigantic amount of money. And, and you know, you, you, you've got to realize, too, that there's a, a, a great fear. I mean, look, the, the FBI has a huge office in Las Vegas for a reason, and so do a lot of other top law enforcement people, because this money can be used by some very bad people. Um, I heard um, years ago that there were a group of cheaters that were working different casinos in the United States that were tied into North Korea. And these were very dangerous people because they were using employees to help them steal. It was, again, a computer similar to what the trans were doing. But, you know, one of the dealers got caught. He ended up getting murdered. Um, So, you know, these can be some pretty, pretty rough people. Uh, But that $400 million figure stayed in my head. Um, and it's you know it's still going on. Um, let me very- let me ask you something about that because uh, I think people have an impression that your book actually reinforces, and I just want to know how accurate this is. Uh, the impression is that if you're caught cheating in a Las Vegas casino, you yourself could get uh, buried in the desert 
At least that's the way they used to settle things like that in the old days. And then people think, well, today they don't do that. What happens to cheaters who are, I mean, really caught uh, flagrantly cheating by casinos? Well, you know, I do get into this in the book um, because I spent two years researching this book. I wanted to make sure that all my facts were straight. And one of the things is this, is that it's very hard to prove cheating. It's very hard for a prosecutor to prove this to a jury. If you do not have an overwhelming amount of videotaped evidence, especially in Nevada, they won't convict because most people out there don't like the casinos. So very often when people get caught cheating, it gets plea bargained out. Uh, the figure I heard, again, was they had um, again, was from the gaming board I think they had had over 300 arrests for cheating, and I think only about 170 went to trial, or 350, 170 had gone to trial, and those that went to trial, a lot of them got thrown out. Um, they didn't have a high conviction rate. Um, however, I do talk about something in the book, which is, and it was a piece that I found by um, a TV station in Vegas called WKLAS Class. that they did a piece that how many bodies have been discovered in Las Vegas in the last 25 years when they go to build new homes, new developments, they find bodies. It's very common. <laughs> really? How over, common? How yeah, many bodies have they found? Over 150 that haven't been claimed. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And they even provided a map in the article. Well, I talked to some people about this, and I talked to Bill and his crew about it. And I said, what's up with this? You know, I mean, obviously these people are gone. Wouldn't their loved ones or people be looking for them? And, and what I heard was, what I was told was that when people cheat who become a nuisance, who keep coming back and coming back, you know, they get arrested and they get out on bail and they show up again. There will be reach a point where sometimes, sometimes, not all the casinos, and I, I don't know the names of the casinos that did, but sometimes the casinos just had enough. And the person gets 86. Which... Eight miles out, six miles, six feet down. <laughs> and that, that article that, that, that WKLAS wrote seemed to back that up. Um, Fair enough. It, it, That's it, a good answer. Yeah. So in other words... There is, if you are really a repeat offender in the eyes of the casino, whether or not you've been convicted or you've pleaded out or you just are somebody that's been around and they know you're cheating, it's not a question of, well, we're going to you know, keep prosecuting you. It's a question that they may eventually take you out for real. I think it still happens. Yeah. And, you know, another book that I read recently that I love, Doug Swanson's Blood Ace, okay, The Life of Benny Binyam. Right. You read about what Binion and his people did to people that came in and cheated. It wasn't that long ago. That's right. It's right there. That's right. It's right there. Hey, we have a couple minutes left. Casino. I want to just shift gears a little because uh, I often wonder this. Your character, Billy Cunningham, is, at least from the way I would interpret it, a lovable rogue. He's somebody who's compelling, who's deeper than just a, a kind of a shallow caricature of a criminal, somebody you can admire. Do you have any twinge of conscience that you are making a cheater an attractive candidate, attractive character? You know, it's, it's strange you say that because I don't feel that way about him as an author. He was very honest with me, and the, and the crew was very honest with me that they they were thieves. But they did have rules, that, and he look. He gave me permission to write about them with, with with the stipulation that I wait five years, which I did. And I'm going to write a series of books about them because I just found them to be fascinating characters. But the thing he wanted me to point out to say was the fact that they have a code, and they follow the code. They don't rat each other out if they get caught. And in their own way, they were very, they, they held to that code. 
And I admired that because I don't think most thieves do. I find most thieves to be just rotten people. And outside of the thieving of casinos, the cheating of casinos, they were not rotten people. They were ordinary people. They had families. They had kids. They had bills to pay, college tuition to figure out how to pay, the mortgage, the whole, the whole nine yards. But what they did was they, they figured out ways to beat the casinos. And as you know, if, if it's not, it ain't cheating if you don't get caught. Except, of course, it is. Except, of course, it is. And, uh, well, let me ask you this. Just we have to go. I want to just add to all the people out there in our audience. This is a great book. This is a book that especially if you are in the casino world, even a little, you will love. You may even think, geez, could I do that? But it's a great book. Jim, you write magnificently. You're up there in my mind with Lee Childs and Michael Conley for telling a story efficiently and powerfully and dramatically. Where can our listeners, what's the best way for you for them to get this book? Probably the easiest way. I mean, bookstores do have it. I'm doing uh, Murder on the Beach. A wonderful mystery store has autographed copies, lots of them. If you want an autographed copy, um, you can get it. But I think the easiest way is probably just to go to Amazon. Um, My publisher is Thomas & Mercer. Um, They are owned by Amazon. Uh, You can get it from a variety of places, but probably the most efficient way is just go to Amazon, and it's just a click away. Okay. Well, I'm eager to have you back on for the rest of the series every time. Uh, when it turns into a movie, we want to have you on. When it becomes a television series, we want to have you on. Billy Cunningham's a great character. You're a great writer, and thank you for joining us, Jim Swain. Thanks for having me on. Okay, listeners, we're going to be back after a quick break. We'll be right back with more House of Cards after this, but ugh, after a long winter, it feels great to say baseball season is finally here. And FanDuel is changing the way people play fantasy baseball. It's more fun than ever. The time to join is now, so sign up today and play one-day fantasy baseball at FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com is the leader in one-day fantasy baseball for real money with immediate cash payouts. And entry fees just start at $1. So stop waiting six months to win a league. You play today, and you win tonight. Simple as that. Pick a brand new team any day you want. No season-long commitment and no upfront fees. Make every game exciting with FanDuel. We all know football was great with FanDuel, and baseball is going to be even better. Joe Watson from New York played fantasy sports on FanDuel for less than two weeks and won over 30000 bucks. Join him and over 1 million other users who have already won money. FanDuel is paying out more than $2.5 million every single day this MLB season. But you have to play to win, so sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. Hey, there's a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC, so don't forget to use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com and sign up today using my code HOC. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortley and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. 
Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's JerseyManMagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Ashley Adams, welcome to House of Cards. Welcome back to House of Cards. Uh, this is the mailbag segment where I am joined by handsome Dave Weishattle, one of my two producers. You know, uh, I think we come back a little late because you asked the greatest question. We should have a segment called Stupid Bar Questions. <laughs> what is it? The 28 well, states? No, no. The, qu- the first question is, how many states do you think there are that do not have uh, professional sports, and by professional sports, I mean the equivalent of Major League Baseball or Major League Baseball. And most people think, well, I don't know, 10, 12. There are really 24 states twenty-four that okay. don't have it. And then you ask them to name the states, and it takes a while, and most people miss some, and it's kind of fun. But then there's one about New York State. Okay. To name uh, the professional football team or teams from the state of New York, and they get one guess. And okay. invariably, they're wrong. They say yeah. the Giants or they say the Jets. And there's only one sports team from New York, one football team, and that's the Buffalo Bills. And uh, anyway, you can usually win a little well, money or a beer. If you have the uh, answer for the 28 states that don't have a major league uh, team. 24 states. 24 states. I thought you said 28. 24 states. Send us an email. At the we'll give you a hat. We got hats. There you so go. We, we have party poker hats. I'm, not, I'm sure I'm... 24 not, states with no, no professional sports, yeah. no top of the line. I'm not talking about minor league. I'm talking about yeah. major league. So send your answers to info at houseofcardsradio.com. See, I'm, I'm intertwindling this with the, uh, you know, sending us uh, mailbag questions. Info at houseofcardsradio.com. You can tweet at us at HOC Radio, radio or uh, send us a hotline. Uh, send us a message on the hotline at 609 474 Four six two seven. Okay, so and what do we got this week? We have a question from Michael, who listens to us in Lake Tahoe on KTHO AM five ninety and ninety six point one FM. I've heard that poker players say it's a good idea to keep a written journal of their poker playing. Online poker sites now keep a history of your hands, how much you have won, who you beat, with what hand. There are also apps for your phone and your tablets, which helps you keep a record of your poker playing. Do you use any of these tools, or you do, or do you still use a written journal to track your playing? That's easy. I'm old school. You're old school. Huh? I use a written journal. In fact, I carry it with me when I go to poker rooms. It's um, from 2000. Okay. I started it then, and uh, in 2003, I put on the cover of it a photograph that my daughter took of me uh, standing in front of the. Uh, a port of poker something. Poker, I forget what the second word is, but it's the border between Alaska and the Yukon. Poker, it's not Poker Flats, but it's like Poker Creek. I think it's Poker Creek. Poker Creek. And there's a picture of me in front of the sign, uh, Population 3 for this town, and it's the border crossing between Canada, uh, the United States and Canada, on the top of the world highway, my daughter and I took a trip up there, and that's the cover. And then what I do is I enter every time I play the date, the place, 
the game that I played, what stakes and what game, how much I won or lost, plus X or minus X, how much I have won or lost cumulatively for the year so I can quickly see whether I'm up or down for the year, how long my session was, and cumulatively how many hours I have played this year. And I've kept those records contemporaneously since 2000. Okay, how do you use it? I mean, do you wait a week and look back on it, or do you immediately take a look at it after you're done playing? I use it in a few ways. Okay. First of all, I use it for tax purposes. That's a good way. When I declare my income <laughs> yeah. from poker, that's the figure I start with for my poker profit. Um, we, we hope it's a profit. Not every year has been, but all told there are. Uh, it's profitable. So I declare that income, and from that I subtract my uh, expenses, and that's what my poker income is for the year. Then I also use it to see how I'm doing per hour, how my hourly rate is, which I calculate, oh, every month or two. And then I look back retrospectively to see how I was doing. Uh, and I tried, I group them by game. So I'll see how my one-two game has been uh, this year compared to last year on an hourly basis. And then I'll subtract out my stud results such that I still have them and my tournament results to see how I'm doing. All right. Well, that'll be it for this week. Please come back next week. And until then, good day and good luck. Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.